giant stalker, dragon stalker, crypt stalker, demon stalker, rift stalker, grown stalker, crypt stalker, scourge stalker, wind runner. I'm a pony, lead skill hunter. And welcome to episode 258 of the Hunting Party Podcast. I'm Darkproof from thebrewhall.com and the Brew Hall at Twitter. And I'm Delirium from thrillofthewild.com and at Delirium Hunts on Twitter. All right. Today is Sunday, April 23rd, 2017, and we are broadcasting live on twitch.tv. And you can participate in the live chat room where our lovely moderator, Ali Sander, is there to take your questions. And as you heard, it's just delirium, delirium and I today. Bendek is off doing other stuff, and other folks are off doing other stuff. But we finally uh, have a show for you, at least. It's been a while. I mean, we checked, and I think our last broadcast was uh, March 26th, almost uh, a month ago. I think it was post-7.2 go live. I mean, I don't even remember. It's been out so long now. Yeah, I think it's, <laughs> we're about five weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. But that's good. I guess the good news is we have a, a number of items to kind of get caught up on at, at this point. Um, one thing I didn't put in the show notes, but it's worth mentioning, uh, BlizzCon 2017. Uh, are, are you going again, uh, Synth, uh, Delirium, Ali? I did get a ticket this year. Actually, I awesome. didn't personally get through to get a ticket, but one of my guildmates uh, managed to get on and snagged an extra for me, so... I should be there. We've got our houses rented and everything, so we're ready to go. Cool, cool. Yeah, I will not be making it out there this year, unfortunately. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. and it wasn't wasn't a ticket issue so much as I just have other other plans, unfortunately, that just came together uh-huh. at that particular time. So, but I, I you know, maybe, maybe if something changes, I can try and snag a ticket somewhere. But the, as always, they they sold out pretty much within five to say ten minutes of of going online both days. So, yeah, I didn't. All, all, yeah, I did not snag a ticket, but I am going. Um, hotel's booked and everything, so better cool. better get a ticket. But uh, yeah, you know, I'll keep an eye out and. Yeah, we uh, we have about half of the guild um who got tickets, and mm-hmm. about I don't know about eight people who are still coming but don't have tickets, but just to uh, hang out at the guild house and go to the parties and everything. So uh, I'll tell you what, there's pretty a, interesting. Yeah, I mean, most of the fun stuff like that that happens at night, the parties and things like that, are not affiliated with blizzcon they're not official blizzcon events so you don't need a blizzcon ticket for that and if you purchase the virtual ticket you know you can just sit in your hotel room or whatever and watch all the stuff online and and see everything so from an information standpoint you can get all the information and see all the things that everybody else is is seeing i mean you know the ticket just kind of gets you in the door of the convention center but that that's about it but you can do experience the whole thing virtually and if you fly out there physically like i said you can still go to the the bar at the Hilton Hotel and, and hang out with the parties and the Wowhead parties and all that kind of stuff and, and pretty much, you know, have a enjoy it just as have just as much fun as everybody else who actually, you know, has a real BlizzCon ticket. Yeah, that was uh, basically our idea. We usually have the uh, virtual show playing on whatever TV in the house we rent. Mm-hmm. And uh, for a lot of the esports, especially last year, we got pretty tired going to a lot of the events, <laughs> like walking a lot. And uh, so for a lot of the esports, I kind of thought it was more fun to just hang out with the guild at the house, especially in the early morning ones, and just, you know, enjoy it on TV. You can look up stuff on your laptop at the same time, try and figure out who some of the people are, get a little more into it. So, 
Yeah, and you do sort of get a better view. I mean, actually, it's not necessarily a better view. I mean, you're you're watching it on you're you're watching it on a screen, just like every like every like you would be if you were there, right? I mean, I guess you could look around and see the folks actually behind the keyboard, but if you're watching the action, you're right. there's no other way to do it, but other than to watch it on a screen. So you're seeing exactly what uh, you would be seeing if you were right then and there. You know, you just mean you're not in the room with everybody cheering and yelling and so forth, but that's okay. And it's a lot easier to get from one event to the other when you're doing it <laughs> online. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very true. <laughs> Less crowds to deal with. Yes, and you don't have to like walk from one end of the convention center to the other. Anaheim is, is not that, it's really not that big. It's a great place for a venue. And having just been to Orlando for Star Wars Celebration, uh, I now have a great appreciation for what they're able to do in Anaheim. <laughs> <laughs> that place was ginormous. Uh, All right, um, and our other big draw this year. Um, so anybody listening who wants to come and doesn't want to get a ticket, uh, I also have a hot tub and a pool in my backyard for the well, house. There you go. This year, so. <laughs> wow. There you go. That's that's a good invite right there. Hunter. Solar said Solar said he would uh he would come over late at night and be our lifeguard for us. So oh, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> well cool. So yeah, and I'm sure we'll have to wait and see uh if Foxy's gonna go out there. I haven't heard if she I, I assume she'd probably want to go out there and hopefully yep. she'll plan to do some of the, the WHU events and everything like they did before. But it sounds like maybe you've heard something more than I have. Yeah, they did put up on the uh, WHU Facebook page um, some links or some kind of spreadsheet that she started to see who's going and uh, I guess what all they're going to plan this year. So the planning has started. I don't know what's happening exactly, but I'm sure Mo will be there. So. Yeah, awesome, awesome. It's it's early yet, right? I mean, this is in the very early stages for, for planning something like that. But, you know, probably the usual stuff, the Wowhead Party, Con Before the Storm, and, and we'll have the WHU meet up as always which is which which is good it's a good fun so if you've if you've never been to BluesCon or planning to go out there or haven't attended one of the WHU events uh definitely plan to show up for that you know and uh I mean last year at Foxy gave out some prizes and giveaways and things and cool cool stuff so it's fun it's good to meet all the other hunters out there and talk hunter stuff which I guess is what we should do now <laughs> since we're behind a little bit on the news so we had some hot fixes uh, for 7.2, uh, I don't know if they were this week or, or well, well, let's just put it since it's been released in today, there's been a couple hot fixes that have affected hunters. Marksmanship got some buffs all across the board. I don't know if they were much yeah. needed, but uh, I, I think yeah, marksmanship has been falling drastically behind the other two specs. Um, so yeah, I, I was happy to see a little bit of attention for it. I don't know how much difference four percent is going to make. Um, but at least it's a little bit of love after the huge nerf to um, uh, whatever the f new four of four trait was, the vulnerable buff. So right, right. That's good it, to see a little bit of, you know, attention being paid to the class or the spec. Yeah, and I don't know if it's just like a four percent across the board damage boost. They 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 buffed a whole bunch of abilities: marked shot, arcane shot, multi shot, aimed shot. Uh, Folly, Black Arrow, Bursting Shot, Piercing Shot, Wind Burst, Murder of Crows, Sidewinders, and Barrage. So they all, all of those abilities were uh, had their damage increased by four percent, which sounds like everything as far as I can tell. So, yeah, just about. Mm -hmm. And then on the other end, uh, with Beast Mastery, looks like they got a little bit of uh, what do they get? Some buffs or some a little bit of both, right? It was a little mostly nerfs, I would have to say. I mean, there, that was there definitely was, a nerf. I mean, it was. It was <laughs> 
Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'll speak for uh, Bendak since he was uh, in, in <laughs> chat very salty uh, about the uh, Thunder Slash damage reduction. That was a 50% damage reduction on Thunder Slash. Uh, I think he was really happy with the uh, with how it was going before because he was there was a viable build, uh, a talent you know build that that was not the cookie cutter one that we have, um, and uh, and it involved Thunder Slash and was it Dire Frenzy? Is that what that was? I'm not um, not familiar with it, but I well uh, Dire Frenzy got nerfed too as well. Oh okay. Well so, I I say I say well I, I take that back. It wasn't Dire Frenzy. It was Thunder. Yeah. So. The, the changes were the Thunder Slash, the artifact trait, the damage was reduced by 50%, and it was also dealing 30% less damage with the Dire Frenzy talent. So mm. they they nerfed that combination. Yeah, and it was just, it was a good, or it was good while it lasted, I suppose, um, but it, maybe it was too good. <laughs> yeah, I think they really wanted to make sure these new traits were not very impactful there. Uh, so... Basically, no spec got really great traits out of this deal. Slight no. buffs, you know, very minor buffs, but I don't think they wanted any of them to be game changing. Wow. No, which is too bad. Although I don't know that a beast smash, I mean, you know, needed any of its damage to uh, take it away. But you know, they didn't really buff anything else. I mean, they did do a change to the sneaky snakes uh, artifact trait. Which is the call? Actually, the real name is the Cobra Commander, uh, but that damage was increased by twenty five percent. But I think again, that's twenty five percent is a nice very inconsequential number, but it's very, as you say, very insignificant. Yeah, twenty five percent of zero is still zero. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, it's uh, it, it's it's a small amount, but it's not. Well, no, it's pretty inconsequential. Um, so have you um? How's your artifact power going for your uh, marksman? Did you balance your, uh, or how's balancing that going for you, uh, Delirium? Um, it's not as bad as I thought. I mean, I am probably one trait behind or two traits behind the most hardcore of AP grinders, especially people who took advantage of, uh, uh, was it the Mage Tower before they buffed it or the mm -hmm. Command Center before they buffed it or nerfed it? Was um, one of those broken shores? Oh, was, was that the one that had the the world quest completion gave you uh, artifact power? It was. Extra? It was from uh, raids and dungeons. Oh, okay. But yeah, they nerfed it to oblivion, where it does basically nothing now. Um, so I didn't really take much advantage of that. I mean, I did my a few heroic dungeons, but that was about it. I didn't really grind them, so I'm not uh, as far ahead as I'd like to be. But I have been able to keep, so I've got, I even put a little bit of AP into my Beast Mastery weapon, so it's up to uh, where I can do the challenge now. I have the, whatever the first 10% basic damage buff is. I don't even know what it's called. I don't know if either of you, but the 10%. Oh, oh, you mean the, uh, the, the 35th trait or the? Yeah, the 36th. The trait. 36th. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've got up to my golden trait on marksmanship. And then I think I'm two away from, uh, actually, maybe I'm three away on survival from getting the uh, last paragon trait, which I also don't know the name of off the top of my head. That's okay. But that's pretty good. I mean, you're, you're yeah. almost, you've got pretty, pretty good progress on three 
on all three artifact weapons now. That's nice. Yeah, I was really surprised how quickly I could uh, pull up and get the golden trait on marksmanship. I mean, after doing, you know, spending 160 million or whatever the, (laughs) I don't know, recent ones were for marksmanship, the 38 million seemed like nothing to get the uh, final Mm -hmm. golden trait. Yeah, those numbers are just get bigger and bigger and get more ridiculous. Um, so uh, the what was I gonna? Oh, um, you you mentioned challenge mode. Uh, <laughs> did you get a chance to try out the the uh, the challenge artifact or uh, the appearance, the challenge appearance? Oh right, yeah. So I've only done that on marksmanship so far. I've been meaning to do it on survival. And oh, you were successful on the marksmanship one. Yeah, yeah. So I did marksmanship. Um, okay. Wow. I actually, so I've I've done it on two hunters now. Um, one was about nine, ten, nine, eleven, mm-hmm. and it was not a very difficult challenge. Um, mm. And then on the one that I'm actually making my main hunter now is uh, he was probably nine oh one or nine hundred at the time, and it was incredibly difficult. Was I think it? other yeah. people have had more luck, but. Man, I I mean, it took me at least like forty-five pulls to get through wow. it. And, I, and that was as I mean, marksmanship. Yeah, that wasn't mar- as marksmanship. So that yeah, that wasn't the most fun. And I definitely needed you know my drums of fury and flasks, and I was using the uh, the Suramar feasts, even though it was only feeding me once. Jeez. Uh so you're you're saying that the t- ten higher level difference uh, made that much of a um, yeah, it was a huge difference. Okay, well that makes just me feel having better. enough DPS to. Uh, I don't know if you guys have tried the marksmanship, but there's this hand you've got to kill before it casts something, or you you can interrupt it once. Um, but basically, there's just a lot of really tight DPS checks, or you just have to be insanely good at mechanics, um, which maybe I'm just <laughs> not good enough at uh, paying attention to all the mechanics. I think you could probably it's a good time to practice, you know, fixing your UI and making sure you've really got a uh, your UI so it's it's telling you everything you need to know and get all your weak auras up. Yeah. Yeah. So well what's involved in that particular challenge then? I mean, what are some of the things that you had to to rely on other than hitting all of your DPS abilities in the right order? Right. So basically the challenge is it's called thwarting the twins uh for anyone who hasn't done it. You have these two two guys who are trying to kill you and you start out with just one at a time having to uh having to go through and one guy chases you and one guy stays still and they alternate at first and then eventually they both attack you at the same time um so basically you're kiting 100 percent of the time uh there's never a time when there aren't things that will one shot you if you get hit so you have to be moving all the time, and then there's all these other kind of sporadic ads that will also insta-kill you. Um, so it makes it interesting. I've heard like the BM challenge really benefited from having healing um, yes. legendaries. Mm. That's there's what Bendik no had said, yes. There's no point in any healing, because at least especially at the lower eye levels, there might, I was wondering, I didn't have Prydaz when I did it, which I do now. Maybe I'll try it again. Um I, it might be with Prydaz's uh, bubble that you could survive some of the one-shot abilities, but I don't think so. Well, and the legs require you to be standing still anyway, mm-hmm. so it sounds oh, like yeah. in, the, in the marksmanship encounter that yeah, I mean, you useless. Could, there are times where you stand still for a few seconds because you've got to cast your aim shots and such, but just, you know, it's regular kiting. You stand still, shoot, and then move again. 
uh, there's lots of opportunities to practice your trapping and I don't know, various different utility abilities. So that was fun. Yeah. So I'm not quite at 900 yet and I tried it on the BM and uh, uh, that was uh, exercise and frustration. <laughs> did you, did you complete it or? No, 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 it was, um, I got him down to maybe like 35, 40%, but then uh, I heard or what I've watched of the videos is uh, then the worm phase goes. And so uh, maybe I guess I, got him 60% of the way down um or sorry 40% of the way down and still had 60% mm -hmm. to go uh but the the challenge on the BM1 is definitely rotating your uh, interrupts it's every 10 or 15 seconds or so uh or maybe even shorter than that the the main boss um casts a, a uh, an ability that has to be interrupted and so you have to cycle your counter shot it it goes counter shot intimidation counter shot uh, ice trap or frost trap um, counter shot, and then you re uh, repeat. And uh, if you miss one of those, it, it it's it, over. It's yeah. over. It, yeah, basically. So it's definitely an exercise in frustration because you also have to move around because um, you have the worm that digs under you and and also mm -hmm. stuns you. There's stun effects that actually stun for three seconds, and the cast is two and a half. So um, if if that timing is bad, <laughs> you're uh, you're pretty much out of luck there too. It's it's just managing cooldowns, managing um, timers. Uh, you need a lot of auras up for that. Well, Naravia TV in the chat room was saying he couldn't do the BM one without the the legendary legs. And oh. he said once he once he put them on, he was able to beat the it in a legs couple of pulls. Definitely benefit because there's a lot of um, uh, pulsing damage, um, mm -hmm. and it's it's normally not a huge deal because it's like it, you know 100k DPS. Uh, on you well not dps like 100k 100k you know that's not huge when you're when you have 3 million health but um uh but then there's abilities on the ground that you have to dodge and there's uh worms that spit at you and um and if you you know get hit by those accidentally you start taking damage and um the legs really help with just standing still and, and re-coordinating your stuff especially when you're when you have to drop that frost trap uh, to mm -hmm. interrupt that one is a really close timer, and um, and failing that is just it, it's it's it doesn't feel good. <laughs> it's because uh, you see them start the cast, and you th you you have to figure out that you know you have to throw the thing. It has to trigger. It has to um, what's what's the setup time for the traps? That uh, is that what it's called? Where it it, it doesn't trigger for yeah, another it's about second. a quarter second. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, so. You have to figure all of that in before it actually interrupts him, and it gets really close sometimes, and also it just miss it sometimes. So, hmm. um, what's the cast time on that? Do you know how long? How long do you have to interrupt? About two and a half seconds. Yeah. Okay. So, but if you don't have something like in your face, and and the other thing is just figuring out which one of your rotation you're using. If you're using mm -hmm. counter shot versus intimidation, are just easy casts, but then frost you have to target on the map or on the screen you know you can't just mm -hmm. uh press a button and it stops it so that's the hard part i think um balancing that and uh and <clears throat> balancing your your cooldowns um on uh on things that interrupt you that stun you so. yeah and i've seen other recommendations you know to use a shell spider pet on that of course you want to spec it tenacity for the, for mm. the tanking um, that that's a particularly useful pet for that encounter. Is what's the shale spider special? So, same as the turtle. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so that's uh, I'm using a turtle. It's got so the I, shell. Yeah, it's got the the defensive. Yeah. Cooldown on there. Yeah. That, I don't think that saves you from one of those casts though, because so the thing is about that boss. Um, if if your pet dies or if you overtake your pet in um in threat, by the way, uh, it once it's trigger once it's uh targeting you, it does not go back to your pet ever. You can feign death. You can do whatever. Um, it will still just keep hitting you till you're dead. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, one time I, I burst too quickly at the beginning and um, and my <laughs> misdirect must have got, uh, fallen off and uh, I overtook my pet in, in threat and that was the end of that attempt. Which, that was frustrating. Didn't, didn't someone say they were using Direhorn? Maybe I misheard. Yeah, uh, I, I also saw a couple people suggest that, but Direhorn doesn't protect it only protects the pet. It doesn't protect you. I haven't tried the BM challenge, so I don't know how that works. But uh, I don't know what the special for Direhorn is, so off the top of my head. I'm not familiar with It's a spell with... reflect shield. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, th- it is casted on the pet, so that might work. It might reflect oh, okay. the yeah. cast. Um, it's, it's a sizable amount of damage. It's like four or five million. Um, so it's usually not survivable, survivable by your pet. Um, although does a spell reflect do a hundred percent or like partial? Damage I think reflect? it's one hundred percent. Yeah, it blocks one hundred percent of it. It just basically counteracts that spell. Oh, okay. It, so it doesn't reflect it back to the the thing casting it. Though. Oh no. Okay. No. Yeah, so I was gonna check too to see. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it does that. Like I don't think it uh, I, I damages re- the the attacker. Yeah. Was it old school spell reflect? From warriors that would uh, damage the um, attacker. That maybe that's way too far back. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah that... it's, it's reflective armor plating is what it's called. It's got a thirty second cooldown. It's channeled. Um, oh, okay. then it deflects all spells cast in front of the dire horn for six seconds. Okay, that could do. That could uh, that could be usable. Now I don't know if you can hide behind the dire horn and. <laughs> well, it, it's it's only targeted at the at your pet. Exactly. So um so i could definitely see that working out um i personally have not tried that um i do have pride as but i uh, i don't have the was it shadrasil's roots yes the, those are the legs mm-hmm. and they do they do a bunch of healing if you stand still yeah yeah and i Naravia mentioned that you should just jump off if your pet dies yes do that otherwise your repair bill will be insane um if he kills you you get the 10 percent. if if you jump um off the ledge it uh it kills you, but it doesn't damage your. Uh, it doesn't uh, increase your repair bill. So, just a little hint. Yeah, and I've heard others others say that as well. That yeah, if you, if you if you lose your pet, it's pretty much over. I guess I don't know if you have time to res. I mean, or or well, you're not going to have heart of the phoenix. So no, to do res, that. So I, I think a regular res is just going to take too long. No, the res is fine, but the problem is, is he just doesn't retarget your pet. He, you, yeah. you can taunt all you want. You can, um, uh, you know, uh, feign death. Uh, the the aggro is on you permanently. So there's no aggro table once once uh, your pet dies. Oh, that's weird. So yeah. are all the specs that do that one challenge? Are they all pet specs? Like um, warlocks, I, th- or... I think warlocks is that. Um, I don't know. There was one weird one. Um, it was uh, it's fell totem. It's um, fell totem's fall, which is 
It's Disciplined Priests, Windwalker Monks, BM Hunters, and Destral Warlocks. Really? Destral Okay. It's probably Interrupts. I think uh, huh. those are testing your Interrupt abilities. But yeah, I have not been successful, but I did hear Bendak was successful after, what, 30-something pulls? Yeah, I want to say he did 33 and yeah. got it. And and a lot of people just take a long... It, it takes a long time. Mm -hmm. it's, um, from the Wowhead comments, somebody took t eight minutes to complete it. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's just a long, tedious... <laughs> just cycle through your cooldowns i i mean frank frankly it's like watching a shot a shot you know shoots video <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wonder if shoots still around we can bug him out curious how it compares to soloing a boss i'm sure it's easier but uh <laughs> yeah i would have to think compared to some of the stuff that he's done um that this would be easy i don't know if i don't know like, yeah, I think he's in the chat room. So if he's if he's done it, I, I want to say he probably breezed through it, but <laughs> I don't know. But if he struggled with it, well, then you know it's hard, right? <laughs> yeah, it's you just got to get all your um your uh, uh, weak auras up and running. Yeah. Uh, anyone else complete any of the other ones? Did you try the survival one? He said dragons took less pulls. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. Yeah, I mean it's it's challenging, all right. Mm -hmm. it's... <laughs> so. Yeah, I I stepped into survival uh, maybe twice, and it was after I had done marksmanship, and I just didn't have the energy to uh, keep going. So <laughs> I'm going to here maybe the next time Mage comes up, I'll uh, make a point of figuring out that one. And I put up a guide. I think Bindak did a guide also for BM, but I've got an MM guide up on Thrill the Wild and on Wowhead. If anyone's interested in how the specific phases and such go up, I'll try to do one for survival also once once I figure out once how to you do get it, it myself. Once you figure it yeah. out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you'll have to um, show off the you know the legendaries especially because I I think uh, a lot of the videos I watched on YouTube. Uh, they didn't show off which legendaries they were using or which you know talent specs they were using. Mm -hmm. uh, it was actually kind of frustrating because oh you know this is successful. Well, what's your eye level? What's right. your, um, you know, or what's your haste? I, 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 actually, that was one of the things I wanted to see to compare. Like, am I itemizing differently? Because um, haste makes a huge difference when you're talking some of those uh, mm -hmm. some of those cooldowns and some of those abilities. Yeah, so one thing that was interesting, I didn't end up using it, but I did try for, I don't know, maybe five or ten pulls, was uh, Cephuse. Oh, yeah. uh, it was actually pretty valuable because you do a lot of trapping and you do a lot of interrupting in the marksmanship challenge, mm -hmm. and you're constantly kiting, so that extra speed was kind of helpful. I ended up swapping it out for the Bursting Shot Legendary, which was just kind of overpowered for that particular... Oh, really? uh, the wrists? Yeah, the wrists that give you a thirty-yard range. I think on your bursting shot. shot. Yeah, or bursting. So you can, uh, you can just you know stand. There's at some points there's you know fifteen or twenty of these blobs chasing after you, and when you have that eight hundred percent damage increase and, uh, you know, a knockback and stun on all of them, it was just too good to pass up. So I ended up using the uh, boots for a quicker, true shot. 
and uh and then the bursting shot legendary oh, wrist i have the bursting shot legendary wrist maybe i should try it on mark yeah and I, th- I also i just think that those wrists are fun it's fun to knock back everything <laughs> it just feels cool my tank does not like the, those wrists <laughs> right yeah i imagine melee would hate them but yeah. you know when you're solo they're fun i should clarify yeah the best is i'm sure i've already said this on the podcast but um what's that gardener boss right now in botanist yeah botanist if you <laughs> use those wrists and you can knock back the ads into people it's just so much oh, fun is that the fulminators the don't, ones that it blow don't up? tell anybody i said that yeah <laughs> you're uh, talking about the one with the plants so when the plants spawn you're you're knocking right. the other player <laughs> no i mean i i of course would never do anything like that <laughs> i'm just saying one could if they wanted to be a jerk it doesn't matter. The hunters get blamed for everything that goes wrong. Oh, of course. On I trash poles and things like that. So yeah, they'll they'll the blame first... my they'll blame my barrage, even though I I don't have barrage on. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's the you know extra mob gets pulled. It's oh some hunter must have had barrage. It's like no, no one uses that anymore. <laughs> Not exclusively. Rip I hardly ever use it as as, as beast mastery. Um, I think I have murder crows on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Not volley interesting i'm i'm trying to beat uh the red paladin in my group on single target <laughs> oh nice yeah it's, it's always a race well uh, yeah i guess we'll have to go over survival sometimes i guess yeah. that covers those I guess two so. challenges i don't there. you know i don't play you're the only one that plays it now delirium and, and even you've kind of hung up your spear for a bit here but <laughs> made it third tier again yeah yeah what are you playing yeah. nowadays dark uh beast mastery pretty much okay. exclusively I, I enjoy it i like it you know except for when they try and keep nerving it and making changes i guess we'll get into that in a, a little bit and we can talk about that now yeah the wild call changes that are coming they're not here yet but in 725 which i believe is on the ptr they are kind of changing the dynamic it's i guess you could call it a nerf i know bendix not really happy about it he's he's complained about it a lot um so we'll get into that but just one final thought on the uh, artifact challenges. Of course, if you are struggling with those, I mean, you know, I don't think they're going to scale with uh, gear. So once the Tomb of Sargeras comes out and you start getting some of that raiding gear, um, boosting up your eye level, that'll probably make them a lot more accessible, a lot easier for other people to uh, to complete. Yeah, Blizz did say they they tuned it around having Tomb gear. So, um, mm-hmm. so if you can't beat them now, don't worry. <laughs> It's it's not intended right now. What what was that statistic? Um, uh, only less than a thousand people beat their uh, challenge on their first try, like so far. Oh, I'm sure it's even less than that. Yeah, on their that first was... try. Yeah, it's no no one beats it on the first try, and uh, and only like maybe one percent of people actually have it. So, yeah, there was on. I don't know if it was on the Blizzard Facebook page or something. They yeah. put up a infographic about it that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that was. It made me feel better, at least. <laughs> oh. But yeah, but but we're talking about uh, beast mastery now and wild call. So I believe the way it works today is wild call has a chance to basically reset the cooldown of dire beast, which is pretty nice, and especially if you have the. The shoulders, the legendary shoulders, in with the with the extra, which gives you the extra dire beast charge, 
that's kind of a nice thing. It, as we said, as Bendek has described it, it feels like the old survival uh, lock and load procs with the explosive shot. And that's probably a, a pretty good way to to, to describe it. Um, but that's changing now. So they're changing uh, wild call from a cooldown reset mechanic to a cooldown reduction mechanic. And they said the base proc chance will be doubled and the cooldown reduction pro proc will be three seconds and affected by haste and roughly half the average expected value of current live wild call procs. So the, the, the goal was they said, they said baseline, the amount of total dire beast cast and dire beast uptime should be roughly the same as on live, except the changes should result in smoother focus regeneration from more well-paced dire beast casts. And then they said, additionally, these changes have the desired side effect of bringing the power level of the mantle of command, which is the legendary shoulders, uh, more in line with other legendaries. I, I hate the way that that sentence was written. That's from a, uh, a blue post, by the way. I hate that last sentence because really it's it's like they, they make it they, they, that when they say that it has the desired side effect, it's almost like they didn't realize it was going to happen. You know what I mean? It's like, no, that was your plan all along i believe was to kind of nerf uh the it's, utility it's of those a very shoulders. pr way to say it yeah you know it's like oh oh by the way it just happens coincidentally no <laughs> that's that was that was really the intention yeah. there's nothing wrong with uh having the cooldown of dire beast reset it's just the way that it interacted with the extra charge from the shoulders is what was the problem here and they didn't want to i guess they didn't want to couldn't figure out something else to do with the shoulders so they went and did this instead of resetting the cooldown on dire beast. They're now just lowering, you know, having reducing the the, the cooldown on it through this. Yeah, I it just I I can't say that I that beast mastery feels as fun as like you know survival in um in Pandaria did or or back in the day you know beast mastery with the uh with um. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it just there, there's periods of time where you just have no buttons to press, and you're just standing mm -hmm. there going, "Okay, am I? I'm waiting for this button to come off." Cool. That just doesn't feel good, you know. Like, um, I know what they're trying to do with these procs. They were trying to make it a little more random. Hit, uh, you know, hit hit the gopher on the head when it pops up for the deal. Uh, mm -hmm. But I, I don't think they were successful on this. There were too few buttons to press. For one thing, and um, and I don't know, it just didn't have it didn't have a visceral feel for one, for lack of a better uh, descriptor of that. <laughs> I, I I don't know, it's it's um, <sighs> there's not really a good like descriptor for it because obviously it's a it's a personal thing. Um, mm -hmm. your experience with it might be different than mine. Um, but. I, I don't, I don't know. know. That's that's definitely how I feel about yeah. BM. I don't. I do think that BM needs some nerfs. Mm -hmm. um, not as bad as other classes and specs do, but it's it's a little overpowered right now. Mm -hmm. However, well, with the shoulders not, or, or without the shoulders, I mean, either that, either way. Either I think way. the shoulders. The good thing about the shoulders are they make the spec more fun. They do. And they right do, now, the spec isn't that. fun, mm -hmm. so they need to address that. I mean that's that's the problem with Beast Mastery is it's not fun. Yeah, it's not. It's just it's like I'm I'm playing it because it's uh, to me it's more fun than than the vulnerability um, game that we're playing with uh, with marksmanship. 
Um, but again, it's you're just you're trading one mode of possibly you know tedium versus another one mm-hmm. of uh, I, I I don't know. It's yeah, it, they they need to do something, and they're not addressing the core problem right now. Do you guys base your enjoyment of a spec entirely based on the feel of your rotation and how much damage you're doing, or other things? I'd say I'd say it's sixty or seventy percent the feel of the rotation, and then I mean other things BM has going for it is pets are lots of fun, mm-hmm. exotic pets are lots of fun, and yeah. even though it's purely cosmetic, that is definitely fun for me. <laughs> I you know I'd be lying if I said I was just as happy playing with a uh, oh, a non-textured cube. cube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would. I would. I, I never agreed with that i understand that was that was euripides used to feel that way i was like oh no i always want the i always hated it back in wrath of the lich king that like the wolf was like the best pet it was like the only choice of, of pet yeah 100 mm-hmm. percent of hunters you know? and that always bugged me because i always wanted to bring you know pets that i liked you know and again too remember we didn't have the 50 slot stable which just seems like it's not nearly enough now by the way either but <laughs> back in yeah. those days you know yeah i think we still had what maybe five i think was the max five mm-hmm. five stable slots which is kind of hard to hard to imagine but well it, it started with three if you remember it started well with yes three it did then, start with three and then uh and then you had I to think... learn your abilities by capturing pets and and then release yes. <laughs> yes. leveling them up and releasing them mm-hmm. I, that's that was, right that was an interesting mini game that they took away too I mean, and yeah. carrying their favorite foods. Yeah. I mean, yes, okay, fine. We didn't want to play Pokemon in, in WoW, um, which is why I don't do uh, battle pets, but that's a, another thing entirely. <laughs> yeah, well, so back to I... your question. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. The reason I asked is because when Legion came around with all of our changes, one of the things that defined the class mm-hmm. for me is not the combat, because I'm out of combat most of the time, was... Speed, just being able to run around and feel like fast and free and nimble and agile. And when we lost Cheetah, I was just like, you know, slow walking through like this nightmare world. It was horrible. And um, so long as I'm doing okay damage, I'm not, you know, I'm not worried about it. But it was just because I'm not in combat most of the time, mm-hmm. my enjoyment for it comes from. Things like like my pets and speed, which is why I'm still like really unhappy. Well, you know, uh, I actually took Trailblazer. I I, I know everyone takes post haste at 45 for the disengage movement speed um, uh, increase and and the ability to clear your uh, roots and stuff. But um, I I actually agree with you there. Uh, the the loss of Cheetah was really a mind uh, or something to it was quality of life as yeah. opposed to, you know, raid quality or something. Exactly. So Trailblazer has at least made it more bearable in my mind because um, I just naturally run at 130% speed now. So uh, and and it is it does follow the, um, the cheetah thing where you if you get hit you're well it's, it's instead of getting dazed it just disappears. But um, mm-hmm. but what was cheetah 60% in the past or was that 30% as well? No. 30. Oh, 30. 30? So it, yeah, I think it was always 30. So yeah. if you really want to hold, at least get Cheetah back, Trailblazer is a good option. I don't know if you've experimented with that, but... Um, you could I, also just play Marksmanship. 
<laughs> oh, that's true with your uh, five stacks of um, <laughs> yeah, of your I'm artifact. At 25% almost all the time, mm -hmm. which is if you also add on Cepheus, then you're at 27%. That's basically like Cheetah permanently. Mm -hmm. Out and in the world, it's a bow. It that's important. And it's a bow. Yeah. Don't tell Frost Time, but. <laughs> <laughs> We're just uh, kind of ragging on Frost Time's ideals here today. We want actual <laughs> pets and we want bows. What has hey, happened? Hey, Frost to the Time's world? welcome to come back on and rebut us at any time. That's yeah. right, exactly. The door is open. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, but to answer your question too, I mean, I, I know I spend so much time in combat that yeah, I mean, the rotation um, for me matters. I mean, that's a, that's a big part of the enjoyment. Not necessarily when I'm out doing world quests, though. I mean, obviously, you know, things that's things just die right away so it doesn't doesn't matter as much there but certainly in dungeons and raids and things where I spend a lot of time yeah that's a big part of uh, the enjoyment of 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 a spec and of the class itself yeah it's... yeah you are right that that when you hit that pause in your rotation you're sitting there hammering a key waiting for something to happen yeah, that's, that's not really very fun either that doesn't feel good uh in the past we had cobra shot to fill like a filler shot we we had a filler shot where was where's our filler shot that's i think that's what it is we were always casting something whether it be cobra shot whether it be aim shot um although i hope you're not cast, hard casting aim shots all that much um but you know in in the past we would always have a um, a filler shot and I think losing that filler shot is actually um, a bit of a a mental um, like a, a loss of a mental a piece of mental enjoyment mm -hmm. essentially yeah I'd be really curious to see how a lot of the uh, traditional hunters if they could really get into the plane survival and I I have to admit I still hate being in melee I hate the melee play style but the rotation is just so action-packed compared to marksmanship or VM. Mm -hmm. I'd, I'd be surprised if more people didn't like it, if they could get past the uh, having to play melee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I've been raiding on my rogue, and it's very different being up there at the boss's ankles. It's uh, not bad, actually. I haven't tried survival because, you know, I like my pets the way they are. But it's definitely got some some uh, some pluses to it. Oh, do you only use uh, exotic pets? Um, I mostly I use the Dormanagar worm from the uh, Northrend, but lately I've been using my tigers and my my uh, red wolf a little bit. Oh yeah, so you can play survival with them. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. just a little bit, mind you. I mean, you know. But I feel bad leaving them cooped up all day in the, well, all year in the stables. Oh, well, don't look at my spirit beasts then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, they're already dead. They're in a better place. <laughs> Whoa, are spirit beasts dead? I had never considered that. <laughs> I guess that's what spirits are, huh? Yeah. Wow, where have well, I been? If you read Chronicles Volume 2, technically... They could just be an elemental. They don't have to be dead. No. Because when the Titan, I don't know if you guys want to get into a lore discussion <laughs> with me or anything like that, but according to the Titan, I mean, according to Chronicles, the Titan Agrimar made elementals out of spirit, the spirit of himself, basically. So mm. they don't have to be dead. They could just be a form of elemental. 
If that makes you feel better. <laughs> I don't mind if they're dead or not. As long as they, they follow I my I just commands. never considered it. <laughs> well, and, and uh, to sort of add a little bit more to your discussion about um, whether, you know, what, what you look for or what I look for in, in terms of uh, gameplay <clears throat> is um, at Hattie, Hattie feels bad. Um, he comes back to me while everything is going on and it just it when that happens it i'm like what what are you doing or even the travel time um sometimes just feels bad it it's your your commands are doing damage and you can see the numbers coming up but you're it's not coming from you either it's like sometimes there's a little bit of a lag it's it's not uh it's it's hard to describe it's just things don't feel like they're you affecting the situation directly uh you know what i mean like hattie is automatic most you can't even control him frankly um and and your pet you know though he's pretty good nowadays still has some weird things that happen especially with move to and uh and uh stay sometimes he'll lose act you know lose sight of what what you were attacking and then sometimes the assist is weird as well so that also just detracts from the enjoyment of the game. It does feel wrong on a roleplay perspective. When my pet is dead and Hattie's romping back to me like, he's supposed to be the Titan light, uh, Lightning Kitty of special power, artifact power, so why is my pet dead? You know, here you are. Mm. Yeah, it's, and then, you know, the Dire Beasts just show up do the thing and disappear it, it, there's mm. no it doesn't feel like you're affecting the battle much you know you, you personally i mean yeah you're hitting kill command and you're seeing them do that weird thing uh <laughs> where it could even be from range you know uh but anyway so yeah. speaking of sorry i'm gonna interrupt yeah no go for it, thought of speaking of uh pets doing things without their masters did i see correctly that BM got a huge nerf in PvP. I can't remember what the ability was called, but they used to have this I... ability where they did fifty percent more damage. Yes, I believe so. Oh, um, I didn't. I didn't put it in the notes. I because we hardly ever talk about PvP. Was that but separation yes. anxiety? Yes, yes separation that, anxiety. Yeah, I heard about that. It's so annoying in casual PvP. Like you'll be in an RBG, and there will be no hunter within a you know sixty yards of you, seventy yards of you. And you'll just be dying to these pets that are just on autopilot. <laughs> oh. Okay. No, I, I, no I mean, pets. It, it, it makes sense that they're still balancing this stuff, but I don't know. I just, uh, that there, there's me on my, um, pedestal right there, my soapbox, uh, rant. So I apologize for going off a little bit on that, but here you go. We did have some other pet news, right? We <laughs> did, yes. I think we're uh... done with the wild call stuff. Other than I just want to say the one with the back real, just to finish up on the wild call, um, they are also changing it. So if you take the one with the pack uh, talent, uh, we'll increase the uh, chance to, uh, the proc chance on wild call will be doubled. Basically, if you have the talent, the wild call will have a 100% chance to proc and reduce the cooldown of Dire Beast by three seconds. So helps a little bit, but. Still not the same as it was as it is now today. 
So that was it. But yes, you were talking about new. Yes, this is a great 7.2 was just awesome in terms of brand new pets. And what was amazing is a lot of these things went undiscovered um, on the PTR. Uh, you know, people didn't people didn't figure them out until uh, after they went they went live in 7.2. And, you know, it's not not when you, when, you, when we I guess talk about, you know, where they are and how you go about getting them. It's not at all surprising. It's it's always like more surprising that someone actually did figure this out eventually than <laughs> yeah uh, that they didn't and I guess you know there must be people just wandering around looking for hovering over like every little object in the game looking for something to click on <laughs> <laughs> and finding it but let's talk about Fenrir first of course he's the boss from uh, TOV or is it HOV TOV whatever the, the halls of valor. HOV Hall, halls of valor. Uh, <clears throat> which uh, he's one of the bosses there. And he is now tameable as of uh, patch 7.2. However, you just can't go in there and walk up and tame him. You got to do a little bit of work here. Uh, and what was interesting is I believe you have to, you can only get him on Mythic and you have to do it by yourself. This is like a, a, a sort of a hidden solo challenge that they uh, implemented into the game. I don't know if any has tried it yet. I haven't had a chance to go try and get them yet, but uh, I know Bendek has gotten all of these pets, which is pretty impressive. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I haven't gone yet either. But I am definitely planning on it because I think Fenrir looks awesome. I mean, it was bugged initially, right? So I mean, basically, yeah. what happened was people were going in there. You clear Mythic, and you couldn't tame it while you're doing the dungeon. By the way, it should be clear. Like, you, you, in other words, you. So what was happening? People would clear a Mythic, and then for whatever reason, someone decided to go back in. And when they went back in, they, he would be up. There would be a tameable version of him there for you to get, yeah, which so, is just crazy. Yeah, <laughs> so Mythics have a soft reset. After 30 minutes, uh, things you know start uh, doing a soft reset, and that was the bug. Um, uh, they, they quickly hot-fixed that out. So mm -hmm. now it's back to the, uh, the only way to get him is the, through the intended method of, um, well, not the only, well, as far as we know, the only way to get him is through the intended method of soloing uh, I'm Dahl and then Fenrir. Correct. Mm -hmm. and, I believe... and you can just camo through all the trash, right? Yes. Uh, Bendek has talked. He wrote about that. He wrote a nice blog post. And let's just, let's just see some of the things that he had talked about on his site. Yeah, he said you can skip all the trash, simply run past it and feign death uh, for the long hallway between Heimdall and Fenrir. You can also use an invisibility potion. And then he suggested focusing on pet damage mitigation using, you know, turtle pet for the shell shield or inspect a tenacity aspect of the beast, um, misdirect on the cooldown, healing legendaries. A lot sounds a lot like the artifact challenge, um, which is true. Well, yeah, I assume he did it as BM. Yeah, and I think yes. he do not have to be BM because I think it's just a normal wolf. If I'm right, that is correct. He is he is a wolf. He's not he's not an exotic pet, so any hunter can can get him, which is kind of cool. Um, he said Heimdall was just a simple tank and spank and keep your pet alive. And then Fenrir was, he said, was tough without any healing legendaries. And again, we're talking about, you know, mythic difficulty soloing it. So, yeah, you also have to just, uh, you know, match it on DPS too. So I, I would expect mm -hmm. probably like 500K. You'd need 500K in order to not die. Right. Oh, which is. And again, you know, keep in mind too, as, 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 gear improves and as the Tumas Argeris when that comes out you know it'll, he'll be he'll eventually become much easier to get but you know nice nice sort of hidden solo challenge uh for, for the hunters out there and uh but just 
not surprising that, as I said, more surprising that someone actually did figure this out than the fact that uh, it went unnoticed <laughs> for such a long period of time. Yeah, they've they've really learned about what's uh, what's mineable, and, mm -hmm. uh, and they're really working around the the whole data mining game. Pretty impressive. I mean, which yeah, you remember that? What was the uh, the pet in, in Draenor? The um, the wolf, the bell wolf. What was the right. yes? Here, was it? With you know, Rengari Anara. Well, there was her. There was there was the uh, the purple one, and I've forgotten the name. Uh, you know. As well, I can't believe oh, I yeah. forgot the name of this pet, but I'm gonna go look it up Start right with now. Sorry, the G, right? Yeah, um... it did. Gara. Gara, Thank that's you. it. Gara. Yeah, there we go. I did not have to look that up. <laughs> it, it came to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Gara. Yeah. So that was figured out uh, primarily through data mining, right? People were were data mining yeah. uh, quest items and and just were sort of making some assumptions as to. But what was amazing about that one is, I mean, people people figured out a lot through data mining, and then it was just the very last piece that took a while for people to figure out as to where to go to actually tame Gar, and that was probably as far as items in game talk about you know being hidden in plain sight right. <laughs> you know yeah. that that tree that tree in 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 shadowwind valley just kind of stands out <laughs> as something cool and interesting that you might want to go and look at and investigate you had to take a lot pick people um, yeah i don't know if y'all were on the out. beta at that point but when yeah. Malkinus tweeted that out, there were, I mean, gosh, there must have been 50 or 60 hunters on the beta all of a sudden, all looking around, just flying around, killing mm -hmm. things, looking for anything that could be a clue. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, Bendik and I spent a, a couple hours one night uh, with this, I figured one of the items was this lantern and trying to figure out what the heck are we supposed to do with this. <laughs> didn't Didn't quite yield any fruit there but uh yeah that was fun i wish they would do more of that kind of stuff in live like you know not tell us which they didn't do here right they didn't tell us about these pets on the ptr which is nice and then tweet out clues and things like that so then we could go figure it out you know as a community on the live game rather than yeah you know just, just a few people that happen to get into a beta i i really appreciate that they're still adding these these uh, hunter specific things even because i mean we just mm -hmm. had the mind worm mount um that was global yes. and and those are those are fun too, but uh, but that's you know that's the entire WoW community that those are harder to manage because of the scale. Um, with the with a hunter community like this, you can do it in you know a a couple servers, you know a couple hundred people. You can have a, a just a really personalized community go after mm -hmm. these challenges, and it's really fun. Yeah, and uh, so there are a couple other pets that are introduced into the game too that you can get out two new spirit beasts uh one is the lost spectral griffin and the other is called gone and these are taming challenges of uh in their own right uh the lost spectral griffin well well first of all each of them spawns in the the horde and alliance capital city so gone uh you get an ogrimmar and then the lost spectral griffin spawns in stormwind and what you do is if you go to Stormwind, for example, uh, near the Griffin uh, Mount Vendor there in the flight area, there will be a feather and you click on the feather and it spawns the the Griffin and then you just go and tame it. If only it were that easy. <laughs> but of course, you know, it's a very public, very crowded area. Uh, the feather, I, we don't know the exact timing yet on how long it takes to, to respawn once it's there, but it's, you know, it, 
it's it's probably on a fairly lengthy spawn timer, anywhere from what thirty minutes to six hours, something along those lines. I don't know that anyone knows for sure what the timing on it is yet. But the feather apparently can only be seen by uh, level one ten uh, BM hunters. Oh, okay. Um, but everyone can see the spawn once it's up, and it can be killed, and people can steal it. And it, and I I don't know what level it is, but I think you know I don't think you have to be one ten to tame it either. So it might be available to lower level hunters. So obviously, uh, it's one of those where. Yeah, it's a long wait, and you could be very well be disappointed by other hunters or other players, just sort of non-hunters, just spoiling the whole thing for you. And even though that one spawns in Stormwind, it is not Alliance only. I mean, you theoretically, a horde could go there and click on it and tame it as well. Obviously, that's going to be much harder to do. Likewise with Gone, who spawns in the Warlock uh, training uh, tent or building, whatever it is, uh, there's going to be an egg there near the Warlock Trainer. You click on the egg, and that will spawn Gone. And Gone is a uh, a raptor, by the way. He's a, he's a spectral raptor. Uh, but again, Alliance can go and get that. And Bendek, as I said, I think he's got both these now. He's got the he's got the Griffin, and he managed to get Gone as well, <laughs> which is pretty cool. I haven't had Gone out and tried to get uh, either of them yet. I don't know if you guys have or not. Nope. I'm not. Yeah, and BM Jaeger is saying, you know, really things like that would teleport you to an instant so your tame can't be stolen. Yeah, I think that would be nice or just make it immune to to being killed. You know, it'd be nice if it was just sort of tagged to you and no one could touch it. So other players couldn't ruin the fun because that's, I don't think, the intention behind these things. Mm. But, you know, I understand the PvP aspect of it. You know, if they want to make you attackable which you are you know that's one thing right but it's another thing to be able to, to to kill the spawn at that point especially rare spawns things that are on long timers it's just it feels really bad to have exactly exactly now you can you know uh, instance hop uh realm hop i guess but that's a little bit harder to do these days that that might be something oh. to try uh to find a place that isn't being camped or a little less crowded but harder to do these days but mm. but but very cool nonetheless and then I guess the final bit of pet news, Feathermanes. We've known that the Feathermanes are coming, um, but I think it's going to be a while before we can actually go out and tame those. And they're actually tied, I think, what to our uh, Order Hall campaign, which is part of the reason why they're, they're gated right now. Um, kind of like the Dire Horns, you're going to have to get a tome. It's called the Tome of the Hybrid Beast, and this will allow you to learn the ability to tame the Feathermanes. Feathermanes aren't exotic, by the way. But but I believe this is tied to the Beast Mastery artifact, even though the pets themselves aren't uh, exotic. So I think you'll get the tome after you unlock all of the artifact traits on the Beast Mastery uh, artifact. And then you have to complete your Hunter Order Hall campaign for 7.2, which I believe takes us into June. According to Petopia, this will be fully unlocked around the 14th of June. Uh, the tome, however, is bind on account, so you can be passed to hunter alts that are level 110 but haven't otherwise met the criteria. So basically, you're going to need a beast mastery hunter to get things started, but then you'll be able to tame these things on on other other hunters as well. And then there's a whole slew of uh, feather main pets 
things like that, the owl beasts and, and other things like that, that you'll be able to go ahead and tame. You don't have any room for any of these pets, but they're there for you to tame. Yeah, I'm really going to have to do some cleanup on my stables here to to, to, to get some of these. Yeah, you're going to have to be a very uh, distinctive spirit beast to stay in mm-hmm. the stay in the in the stable nowadays it's uh, a little bit of a calling there <laughs> yeah exactly oh, exactly boy. but it's nice to see them putting like you know again these are hunter only mm-hmm. uh, things that are in the game right now which is really really kind of a nice thing to do uh there were some other things that uh, i think it got nerfed um but bendek had talked about these scorpions there's probably no point in talking about these too much because they're they're no longer tameable it's my yeah, there were some like the little baby wolves and stuff like that too, yes right? they yeah, the baby, that. yeah by the way anytime there's like a baby anything that's tameable you know that's going to get nerfed and they're probably not even going to let you keep that either they they, they yeah. don't want that but the ember spit scorpions uh apparently these are these found in a in a, a shaman only version of the firelands um which i guess you could get to but uh, they were, I think, inadvertently, accidentally marked tameable, and it wasn't intended that hunters could go in there and get them. And I believe it's been hot-fixed pretty much everywhere. It's possible there's an instance out there somewhere where that, that isn't the case, although I don't believe so at this point, right? I think now that we've had maintenance weekly reset, I think it's it's everywhere. They're just they're just not a tameable, uh, obtainable anymore. Uh, but I think Bendek was able to actually go in there and, and get one while you, where you could, and even though you can't tame them now, I don't think they've taken these away. So it's a talk about oh, okay. a very unique and rare pet. Um, but he'll have to confirm that. We'll have to check with him and confirm that if he still has his, his scorpion. Yeah, because I know they hotfixed the baby. Um, yes. Out. And I believe they just got rid of the, took those away entirely, but I don't know. Yeah, this is what he said. He said, Blizzard transformed all the tamed puppies into regular wolves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were very cute, though. <laughs> yes. But I don't know if they, they did anything to the scorpions, but again, yeah, it was there for, for a short while. So so that's really all the news we've got, unless anyone else has anything they wanted to bring up or, or mention, but I think that was all of the yeah uh, the, the pet news this week, some cool pets. And uh, I, oh, have you guys unlocked flying yet? I'm still working on the oh, realm yeah. a little oh, bit I, behind, but I have not gotten yes, one yet. Yes, finally. I finally did it too, yeah. It was... Uh like two three days ago i think they mm-hmm. finally got it yeah same i can't believe how much better the game is with flying oh my gosh it is the, so like, things much that better. were just tedious that i just didn't want to do now i can you know knock it out in 15 minutes okay. well it's easier to find places too i would imagine yeah. right you know because the whether even if when you use coordinates and things everything is like up or down it's sometimes in a cave right. it's really hard to figure out where some of these things are or there's a big wall you know what I mean? You're on the wrong side of the wall. <laughs> yeah, my, you have to go all the way around to get to some place that's annoying. My falling death counter should stop uh, increasing now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and then there's, um, I found something that was in a cave. It's like a boss, and he could have been in three different levels of location in the same place. Mm-hmm. And without flying, I would have just been going around and around, like up here and over there, and I would have wasted like twenty minutes trying to find the right place and it was like just get on and down and boom yes. and you're in and it was just it's a sigh of relief yes how it's... did we survive without it yeah yeah i mean you you do reach a point where you say you know what i get it 
<laughs> now just yeah. let me fly and, and get to where I need to go. Yeah, and those um those Kieran Tour uh, World Quests are a lot easier with flying. <laughs> the... You know, if they put flying on the black market auction house, that would have been it would like been sold a huge out. Huge gold sink for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sold out a hundred percent of the time. No, um, yeah. So so uh, yeah, I, I I thought they would hot fix this, but apparently it's still in place. Where, uh, you know, the ones where you have to hit one to fly forward and go through the purple orbs and avoid the yellow oh, ones. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you <laughs> start that on your mount, you can go through the entire thing on your mount. Oh no. Yeah. So uh -huh. pretty much all of the Kieran Tour ones are just meaningless now. Yeah, it's exactly. so quick. Just easy yeah. point. There was one that was bug though of the writing thing because I did one and it worked, and then I did another one in the same. You, no, uh, you have to start the world quest on your mount. So like, yeah, like yeah. enter the area even. I did, but it was bugged because as soon as you stepped off the the ledge, I think it was Azuna. Oh, uh, the, it just spawned. Okay, no, that one but was they because that. yeah, it was because it was a double world quest in that area, and um, I think it was normally you go through a very narrow passage um on your uh on that particular flying one and. <laughs> Um, because you're on your flying mount, <laughs> you're just all over the place. And, uh, and I think, um, it was because it was a double world quest. It, it had this, the, um, the sailors south of there that you had to kill the three, four. Yeah. Yeah. I know the exact one. Uh, that one did okay. bug out for me. Uh, I had, once I finished that other world quest, it worked. Um, yes. Flying one worked. So. so also worth noting if anybody, I don't know if the other professions have a quest like this, but leather workers had a quest for, um. To the make saddle. a mount, yeah, and the, you had to mm -hmm. follow around this elder horn. <laughs> yes, you can do that on a flying mountain. Oh, really? Oh my god! <laughs> and you just—it's so incredibly easy. You don't need a healer. You don't die. Oh or my need god! Any potions or anything. That you one, just fly around. That one I did on my hunter, um, like on seven at seven point oh, I think, or seven point one, uh -huh. and oh my god, that was forty-five minutes of my life. It was forty-five minutes. About twenty five deaths, and then I had to call in my uh, shaman friend to uh, come heal me. <laughs> once we got to the waterfall area, oh, I'm so happy that that one's going to be uh, flyable. Oh, because uh, I I did finish it, but I I he wanted to do it on his leather worker, uh -huh. and I was like, ah, okay, I'll find my hunter or find my uh, healer somewhere. And well, now he has flying too, so he'll just be able to <laughs> run through that easily. Okay. That's good to know. The flying works in Suramar, which I was kind of, because Blizzard seems to hate us, so I wasn't sure it would, but it does. So you can just do world quests on your alts that, you know, like brand new 110s. Oh, yeah. Just run the route, especially invasions, because oh, it's yeah. so easy. You get an invasion group, knock something out, travel to the next one, knock something out. Mm. It was so amazing. Yeah, now that we're in the artifact power farming phase, uh, right. we need we need some improvements on our quality of life. Yeah, so one thing I did check that didn't work, unfortunately, is I have a, a level 100 druid that I've been meaning to. I usually level her after flying's released, because there's no point to play a druid unless there's flying um, for that instant travel form. But the uh, So I just, on a whim, was like, I, I noticed that the Dauntless tokens don't say anything about a level. So I was thinking, oh, could I get all 850 gear at level 100 and then just super quick run through destroying everything while leveling to 110. Uh, but unfortunately, they won't let you open the uh, treasures in uh, the Broken Shores. Oh, you, you have can to get... Oh. You can get Dauntless off of bosses, though, and you can fight those. 
So you just have to have either be a really strong 100 or have somebody else do it while you're just tagging it? Yeah, you just get in one of those world groups. There's always one around. And with 20 other people hacking away at it. Right. And just trying not to die. Maybe I'll just look at look for some that are uh, already <laughs> being hit, and then I'll just hit them with a uh, moonbeam yeah. or something. See I what mean, happens. I didn't get a lot of Dauntless gear, but I've gotten maybe two or three pieces from various invasion bosses. Though, of course, now that uh, my leather workers all leveled up, I can uh, just make a legendary piece for all of my alts. So between flying and having a legendary on each alt that gives you that super speed burst, I think it's uh, leveling is going to be much, much quicker. Yep, definitely. Uh, it's been a lot faster for me, I'll tell you. Yeah. I, I, Suramar has been um, fantastic with flying, although Falinar is still a death trap of pain and suffering. Uh, yeah, so... Mm -hmm. You know, that aside. Pain death, get out of combat, and get up on a mount. No, no, no. Falinar's the uh the spider uh Oh area. Yeah, yeah, that that sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Still not fun. My mate has one of those uh auto complete a world quest thing a day. I always use the token on that thing, because oh. that's so bad. Yeah. Mm. Alright. Which yeah, is handy, by the way. I really think that we should get something like that as hunters. Yes. It's very nice. All right. Shall we call it a day? Yep. I'd say on that note, I think that's it for today. Pretty good. Uh, we should hopefully we're back in two weeks with a full house. We'll get Bendek back. Uh, but on that note, you have been listening to episode 258 of the Hunting Party podcast. I'm Dark Brew from thebrewhall.com and the Brew Hall on Twitter. I'm Delirium from ThrillTheWild.com and at Delirium Hunts on Twitter. All right. Check us out on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, or add our RSS feed to your reader. And all these links are available in our show notes. If you have a question or a topic you would like us to discuss on the show, email us at HuntingPartyPodcast at gmail.com or send us a tweet at HuntingPartyPod. All right. Stay thirsty, my friends. And remember to drink your dark brew lager. Siempre prestar la emoción de los sabajes. Dark lady, watch over you. And Anduin, too. <laughs> oh. Since, why don't we ever have an outro for you? I don't know. It's... You need something to shout at the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We're waiting, Synth. Go for it. I, mm -hmm. I got nothing. I, I, don't, I didn't even <laughs> think about it. Um, uh, something about technical problems. <laughs> Always remember to press record. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Somebody write that in the show mm -hmm. notes. Got it. Uh, no, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure something out. Cool. Life stealer. That's just the cost of being awesome sauce. I'm a dues player. A boss slayer. I rock out with my life.
worried about my threat Cause I've got FD and misdirect Catching loose mobs in my traps I never miss cause I am hip cat Cause I'm the hunter, not the marked I'm the fighter, not the spark Now let's begin with Illidan, Osirian, and Kilchidan, Magdamar, Ascalor, Gruul, Cthulhu, and Razorgore, Onyxia to Ragnaros, which one have we killed the most? Kel'Thuzad to Malagos, we even killed the Kama's ghost. Sapiron, Lucifer, Sulfuron, 